Hey, what is going on guys? It's DK. Back at you with another video here for to break down the 13, yes, 13 game NBA main slate on Wednesday. Uh, before we get into the video, if you guys are new to the channel, my name is DK. I make daily videos breaking down NBA, NFL, PGA, and esports, daily fantasy sports sites. Also, I want to say thank you guys again for the continued support. Closing in right now on 7,000 subscribers, so I cannot thank you guys enough. If you guys do enjoy all this content, would really appreciate it if you leave a like button on the video, subscribe to the channel if you haven't already, and hit the notification bell so you don't want to upload videos you don't want to go live. Also, um, if you guys cannot watch these videos, I do upload an Apple podcast. The link is in the description below to the DKDFS show. And if you guys want to sign up for premium content, yes, I'm now offering premium content as well uh, over on Patreon. So if you guys are interested, I have a bunch of details over there. You can check that out. Also, link in the description below. And finally, I want to thank Prize Picks for sponsoring the show. If you guys are not familiar with Prize Picks, it's the site where you can bet on player props. Um, they don't have anything up for the slate, the 13-game slate tomorrow. But if you guys are interested in signing up, you can use the code DKDFS. That's DKDFS, all one word. You get 100% match up to $100. Uh, so it's a win-win. Again, it's a little bit different way to... You're not necessarily, it's not really playing DFS because you're not playing against uh, anyone. You're playing against the house. Uh, but yeah, fun way to kind of get different, I guess, uh, from DraftKings and FanDuel and stuff like that. So if you guys are interested in signing up, again, link in the description below. But with that all out of the way, let's jump to the video. So before we talk about players and their prices for this 13-game slate, I know it can be a little bit overwhelming. Uh, let's take a look back at my lineup here from the first uh, two-game slate of the regular season. So... My lineup was uh, Steph Curry, Joe Harris, LeBron James, Eric Pascal, Wiseman, Kyrie, Luke Kennard, and Sergi Baca. So, you know, I mentioned in the video as well as well as the live stream. I was like, "There's there's a chance this game does not stay close." And sure enough, the game blew out. Now, in three quarters, Steph Curry put up 45 fancy points. So, you get it, like I said, if this game stays close, it has it had a lot more upside. Um, if Steph plays the fourth quarter, if this game is close, obviously he's, he's probably pushes for, for 60-ish. Um, Kyrie had basically 40 fancy points in three quarters at 8.5K. Again, this was the game that had more upside, but it was the risk. And if you, if you, you know, game stack the late game, you're probably in pretty good shape. Um, Joe Harris finished with, with 23, 24 basically. Again, he was solid for value and missed out in the, four, the whole fourth quarter. Pascal was obviously super tilting now i want to look back and i was like did i make a mistake here with 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 being high in pascal and i don't think we did i think this is a situation where we really got unlucky like and, and stuff like this can happen in dfs it's very very tilting nba um but yeah pascal in uh he's he's normally a guy obviously not as talented as draymond green but he has that that type of role right he can he can fill a stat sheet rebounds assists uh, can score the ball even um and with draymond green out of the lineup you know, we were expecting 25 to 30 minutes from him. So below 4K for a guy getting probably close to 30 minutes in a good matchup. It's just unfortunate that he started so bad. They benched him, brought in Toscano Anderson to start the second half. Um, and yeah, just, just had a terrible overall game. So um, I don't necessarily think this was this was a bad pick. Again, I think we, we might have got a bit unlucky here. Um, he was really chalky. I assume he was a lot chalkier in the, um, in the high dollar stuff. Now, Wiseman, I, I told you guys, you know, there's he's high risk, high reward. I took the shot on him and it actually worked out. Um, he, he got there. Uh, he was solid in the first three quarters, but really the fourth quarter, the garbage time was where he crushed. And that's it. Again, the last three pieces from the late game, I have LeBron, I have Kennard, I have Ibaka. So we'll see how it goes. 
the Pascal, you know, bust obviously hurts. But again, I don't necessarily think that was the wrong play there. I think that was a situation we just got a little bit unlucky. Um, and yeah, that's really the look back here for my lineup, guys. So let's talk about the Vegas odds here, and then we can go um, talk about the 13 game slate. So we have uh, Hornets, Cavs, no over under yet. Uh, the Hornets are two point favorites. Miami and Orlando, it's a 218 and a half over under. Uh, Miami are four and a half point favorites. We have Knicks, we have Pacers, it's a 212 and a half over under. The Pacers are eight point favorites. Wizards, 76ers, a 229 over under. The 76ers are seven and a half point favorites. Pelicans, Raptors, a 229 and a half as well over under. Raptors are four point favorites. We have Bucks, we have Celtics, a 225 and a half over under. Uh, the Bucks are three and a half point favorites. We have Hawks, Bulls, a 230 over under. The Hawks are two point favorites. Pistons and Timberwolves, a 224 and a half over under. T Wolves are four and a half point favorites. Thunder Rockets, a 226 over under. Uh, the Rockets are seven point favorites. Spurs and Grizzlies, a 231 and a half over under. Grizzlies are two point favorites. Uh, Kings and Nuggets is a 224 and a half over under. The Nuggets are eight and a half point favorites. Jazz, Trailblazers, a 229 over under. The Trailblazers are one point favorites. And the late night hammer here is Mavs, Suns, a 237, the highest on the board. Suns are one point favorites. So I know that was a lot. Uh, but yeah, 13 games. So I'll do my best to break it down um, and try to go quick. Obviously, I don't want to keep you guys for like 40 minutes in this video. So let's start with center. And Giannis is center eligible. Um, 10.2K. Giannis is basically in play every single slate. Now, the match against Boston, not necessarily the best. So, am I really prioritizing him? No. I think I would rather have Luka at a similar price with no Porzingis in a great match against Phoenix. Uh, but Giannis is always in play. Now, Embiid is in a really good spot here against Washington. Now, Washington's a team we want to attack, uh, you know, bigs against, you know, Thomas Bryant, how to get a defender, or Mo Vog, or Robin, whoever they try to throw on Embiid, he should be able to have his way here. Um, 9.8K is. It's still, I think, a little underpriced for the matchup. So Embiid is someone that I think it is. It looks good. Um, I assume we probably get 35 or so minutes from him. Um, so I think he could absolutely smash uh, in that spot. Currently, Towns at 9-7. We have D'Lo status, questionable. Um, I think he will play, though. I think he's more on the probable side. Let's go to um, where is D'Angelo Russell. He's at 7-2 off the injury report. Okay, yeah, so he, he's good to go. Um, so, you know, if, if he was, you know, possibly out, then Towns would look a little bit better. You know, a 9-7, I think it's just a fine play. Um, kind of the same with Jokic, 9-6. I don't really know if I'm prioritizing him. Everyone at Denver is healthy. Vooch at 8-2, I like the price on him. The matchup against Bam is is all right. It's not great. Um, but Vucevic has been playing really, really well in the preseason. I think he's certainly in play in the mid-range. I do like Andre Drummond a good amount here at 8K. I'm not a huge Andre Drummond fan, but what we have is no Kevin Love. So that's pretty big, right? The offense is going to run through Drummond. And the matchup, too, against Zeller or Biombo or an undersized P.J. Washington, Drummond should be able to have his way here as long as he stays out of foul trouble. So I really like Andre Drummond. He's one of my favorite plays right now at the moment. John Collins at 7-6. We do have to mention one piece of news here, and that is Clint Capella, doubtful. So that actually does help John Collins a good amount. Um, you know, if they do run small ball five, we'll see, or they could – slot in a guy like Bruno Fernando in the starting lineup and he would become a viable cheap play so this this is something to keep an eye on either way though like I don't think Fernando would play a ton I think they would use Collins a little bit more at, at small ball five and that does help him the seven six price though I would have wished he was a bit cheaper but I think with Capella being out does uh, make Collins a lot more in play here DeMontis Sabonis oh yeah definitely viable here again you guys know i love playing sabona 7.4k it's just it's underpriced this offense runs through him the matchup's great against the knicks um i think he's a really safe play in the mid-range here um again he's power forward and center eligible which is always a boost so i do like sabonis a good amount 
DeAndre Aiden's at 7-3 against Dallas. I actually like that price on him. We have Booker that's close to 9K, so I would take the discount on DeAndre Aiden. Plus the matchup against like Powell or, or Cauley Stein or whoever they throw on him. Aiden, you know, it is a good spot there. Again, that is the highest over under the slate as well. So Aiden is someone I like in the mid-range as well. Um, other options here at center, let's see. JV at 7-1. So the offense uh, for Memphis right now with no Triple J is it's John Morant and it's Jonas Valanciunas. Uh, both play, have been playing pretty well in the preseason. Um, I think I would prefer getting to Ja for a little bit more. I think the upside might be a little bit higher on him. But JV, has, has we've seen some huge games from him. Like He can definitely go for 50-plus in, in, in a spot like that. Julius Randles at 6.9K. Um, again, this Knicks team is not super talented, so the offense is going to kind of be like Julius Randle. It's going to be R.J. Barrett. Like They just don't have a ton of guys that can score the ball. So Randle should kind of be their main guy. I expect big minutes from him. Um, you know, probably 35 plus. So I, I think he goes a little bit overlooked on this slate, but Randall is someone below 7K that I think looks like a decent option. Now for Houston, this is something to keep an eye on. What are they going to do with the starting lineup with Wood, with Wood or Cousins? Both are super high usage guys. Both are underpriced. I think there's a, there's a chance they could start both in Wood and Cousins. Um, if they don't, if they only start one, then obviously both would kind of hurt each other's upside a bit. So this is something to monitor, um, but either way, I think if if they start together, I think both are underpriced. Like Wood is way too cheap at six three, Cousins is way too cheap at five four. Um, if we can expect like decent minutes for them, but again, if they start Wood and bring Cousins off the bench, then it could hurt you know both their upside. So we'll we'll see what Houston ends up doing here with the starting lineup. Again, no Triple J mentioned Ja and Jonas Valanciunas. Now Al Horford's at six K. I know like people aren't getting excited about playing Al Horford, but He's a different player when you play when he's playing the center position. And OKC is super, super uh, thin. I mean, where is the offense going to come from, right? It's SGA, Baisley, Horford. Like, they don't have a ton of guys that can score the ball. Matchup's really good here against Houston. So I actually do like Al Horford. Would have wished he was a little bit cheaper, but I assume we probably get over 30 minutes from him playing the center. Um, I, I think that's just too cheap. So Horford is definitely someone I like there in the mid-range. Other options at center, let's see. Um, scroll down a bit. There's not a ton I really like here. Again, Boucher seems priced about right. Oh, here's a mispricing. Wendell Carter Jr. at 4.4K. That's just that, that's just way too cheap. For a starting center against Atlanta, he should push for probably about 30 minutes in this one. He's been shooting more threes, too. I think that, that does raise his upside. So um, I do like Wendell Carter Jr. quite a bit here for value. Um, I just think that's, that's, that's a mispricing. 4.4K is just too cheap for Wendell Carter Jr. So I do like him a good amount. <laughs> Let's see. Uh, other options like P.J. Washington. Uh, if you guys play the preseason, that was super tilting. He shot 4 of 17 in a game. Um, but he's still a guy that can stuff the stat sheet. They said they want to run him a little bit more at small ball 5, but how much would they against Drummond? I'm not like overly excited about it, but you know, 4-2 does seem a little bit underpriced. And then we have Whiteside coming off the bench here for Sacramento. I actually prefer him to Holmes. I think they'll play somewhat even minutes. I think Holmes will probably play a few more, but Whiteside's just the better point per minute guy. And if we can get like 20 plus minutes out of Whiteside, I, I just think 3.8K is too cheap. So I actually do like him off the bench here. I don't know if he's going to be super, super popular. And there's a chance where Sean Holmes gets some foul trouble against Jokic, right? So um, Whiteside is a guy that I think is underpriced there at 3.8K. And then Nerlens Noel, 3.6K. Assuming he starts... I think he gets decent run. The Pacers, they run big. Miles Turner, Sabonis. So I think we probably get at least 20 minutes from Noel if he ends, if he does uh, enter the starting lineup. Um, 
yeah, I mean, he's a decent point from right guy, right? When when he was on OKC last year and Steven Adams was out, like he was great value. So um, I think New Orleans Noel is actually a pretty decent value play, assuming he does start. Last guy I'll mention here is Bobby Portis. So he's going to come off the bench, but should back up Giannis, should back up Brooke Lopez. I expect about 20 minutes from him. Um, he's, he has had some big games in the preseason, also had some not so good games. Uh, but at 3.5K, I think he's someone you can give a look to because he does, you know, when, when playing well, he's a guy that can get you like a double-double in 20 minutes. So that's really it there for center for me. Um, again, didn't want to mention everyone because it's a huge, huge slate, but that's kind of where my interest lies in power forward. Let's see. I'm not really interested in Tatum or Ingram at their respective prices. Siakam seems priced about right. Again, talked about Collins, talked about Sabonis. I do like him a good amount. Um, Blake Griffin, I'm probably not going to get there. With Hayward playing, you know, Charlotte, everyone's kind of pricing at like five to six K range. I think they're all like okay. I'm not really like prioritizing any one of those Charlotte Hornets guys. Um, now, Aaron Gordon's been playing well in the preseason. Um, the matchup against Miami is not necessarily the best, but he's looked pretty good. Um, I think he's a viable play in the mid range. Let's see, strolling down a bit. Um, Baisley at five point one K. Mentioned him. So again, OKC is just. They don't have a lot of guys who can score. It's The offense is going to be SGA, Baisley, and Al Horford. So I like all three. Um, SGA is the most expensive. We'll get to him. Horford at 6K, and I really like that he's, he's playing the center. And then Baisley at 5-1. Like, these guys should push for 30-plus minutes as long as this game stays close and a good matchup. So I'm, I'm pretty high on these Thunder guys. Horford, Baisley, and we'll get to SGA too. Other options at power forward. Um, if Rudy Gay continues to start, I don't hate him at 4-9. I mean, he was starting and playing 25-plus minutes in the preseason. He's a decent point-per-minute guy, right? Like, last year, just the minutes weren't really there. But, like, if he did play, like, like over like, 30 minutes, he usually had a pretty good game. So, if we can expect, like, 25 to 30 minutes out of Rudy Gay in a, in a decent match here against Memphis, I actually don't hate him as a value play. Other options, Jeremy Grant at 4-7, new addition for Detroit. Um, you know, kind of struggled in the preseason, but he's a guy that probably we get over 30 minutes from him. It's a good spot. I think he's someone you can look to as a value option. I think that's really it for me. Um, yeah, so let's move on to small forward. Talked about Tatum, not really on him. Ben Simmons at 8-7. I personally would rather get to Embiid for a little bit more, but... You could save a little bit of salary with Ben Simmons again. The matchup's great against Washington. Washington's a team that, that doesn't play a ton of defense, you know, uh, you know, with guys like Westbrook and Beal and Thomas Bryant. They're, just, they're not a good defensive team. So Ben Simmons, Embiid, firmly in play. I think I like the upset a little bit more with Embiid, though, for the extra $1,000. Other options that small forward, like DeRozan, I'm probably not going to get to. Um, again, Boston guys I'm not overly excited about. MPJ seems priced about right. Tobias does seem a little bit underpriced. Um, 6.2K, we're probably going to get, you know, 35 or so minutes from Tobias in a close game. So I just think 6.2 is too cheap. He should be a guy probably in the 7 to 7.5K range. 6.2 in this type of matchup. I know at times, at times, he can be a little bit score independent. But, um, yeah, I actually do like Tobias Harris a good amount here. I think 6.2K, again, I think that's at least $1,000 too cheap. So definitely do have interest in him in the mid-range. R.J. Barrett, again, he's going to be a main piece in this offense, but 5-7 seems about right. He, again, at times can be pretty score-independent. Now, Josh Richardson at 5-3. Dallas, you know, besides Luka, it's going to kind of be Richardson and Tim Hardaway Jr. Both should play 30-plus minutes. It's a great matchup. I know I know Richardson was a little bit disappointing last year, but I actually like him here at 5-3. Um, again, 237 over under. Someone's going to have to help Luka. 
He's a guy that can stuff the stat sheet, should play 30-plus minutes. I think he's a nice play in the mid-range. I don't know if he's going to be super popular. Other options at small forward, let's see. Um, there's not a ton in this next range that I, I love. Even for value, there, there's not a lot that stands out here. Like Denny, the rookie for Washington, is at 4K, but how many minutes is he going to get with Bertans healthy, right? They have Thomas Bryant, obviously Westbrook and Beal. So, yeah, there's not a lot of great. Eh, Obi Toppin is 3-7. He should come off the bench, probably play 20 to 25 minutes. I think you can take a shot there. But yeah, small forward is, is a position that's not super, super loaded. So um, that really wraps up for me for small forward. Let's move on to shooting guard. So Harden's at 10-4. I think firmly in play for me, honestly, I would rather get to John Wall for about $3,000 cheaper. I think, you know, Harden probably has a little bit more upside, but it's not like that much, right? Like these guys should be closer in price, that being Harden and John Wall. So for me, I'd rather get to John Wall for cheaper. And, and Harden, you got a question, you know, does he really want to be here too? Obviously, you know, there are rumors that he wanted to get traded. So I prefer John Wall for $3,000 cheaper than I do James Harden. Again, Booker at 8-9, that seems about right. He does have upside. I'm not saying he's out of play, but like about 9K for him um, seems about right. Uh, again, the matchup, like I said, two, 237 over under, the highest of the day, highest of the night. So Booker is in play, uh, but just seems priced appropriately. Other options at shooting guard. So Levine's at 7-9. This game, this Atlanta-Chicago game, I think has potential to shoot out. Both teams are not great on the defensive side of the ball. Um, you know, this offense for Chicago, it runs to the two guards, that being Kobe White, that being Levine. Now, we'll talk about Kobe White, who I think is way too cheap. Um, but Levine is firmly in play, too. Both these guys have a ton of upside. Again, a great matchup. So I like both Chicago guards quite a bit here in Levine and in Kobe White, who we'll get to. Now, Fred Van Fleet's at 6.7K in this matchup against New Orleans. What we know with Toronto is they're a team that's going to run the starters out a lot, and they run a tight rotation. So I think we probably get at least 35 minutes from Fred Van Fleet. Just signed a new contract, and the matchup's great here. So I think he's a little underpriced. I like him. Um, again, what you, what you know with these Raptors guys is they will play big minutes. So Fred Van Fleet, I think, is, is a pretty nice play in the mid-range. I also really like Kobe White at 6.5K. Um, you know, in the preseason, that last game was a little bit tilting. He shot the ball terribly, right, 1 of 10. We're not gonna. He's not gonna shoot that bad every game, and you know what? What can we expect from Kobe White? Well, probably thirty-five plus minutes. And like I said, the matchup's great. The offense runs through the two guards. It's White. It's Levine. White's at six-five. I just think that is just way, way too cheap. So really like both Chicago guards here. Again, I prefer the price in White, but both him and Levine firmly in play. Hardaway Jr. is fine at six K. He had a nice game the last game of the preseason, shot the ball well. You know, the issue with him that I have is scoring dependent. So if his shot is not falling, the floor is somewhat low. But, again, who else is going to score the ball besides Luka, right? It's got to be Hardaway. It's got to be Josh Richardson that step up. I think both are in play. For me, personally, I would rather play Richardson because I think he does a little bit more offensively where Hardaway is really reliant on scoring. But I think you can look to both um, Hardaway and Josh Richardson on this slate. Taylor Gier, 5'9". Um, again, he had a big game that last preseason game. The issue is Hayward's healthy, so like they're just a pretty balanced team. They have Hayward, Devontae Graham, Rozier, you know, P.J. Washington, you have Lamelo off the bench. So I don't know if one really stands out more than the other, but I'm fine if you land on one of those Charlotte guys. I just don't really know if I'm going to go out of my way to play any of them, if that makes sense. Dylan Brooks, same thing I'll say about Hardway. Like he, This guy has upside. He's been shooting well in the preseason, but... 
very reliant on scoring. So if his shot is not falling, does have a somewhat low floor. But 5-4, again, does possess upside there. Uh, let's see. Other options here at shooting guard. Cheaper options. Let's see. I don't think there's a ton I really like in this range. Like, Hamadou Diallo will have a decent role for this for the Thunder offense at 4.2K. I don't think he's the worst play. Um, but I'm probably not, like, super, super excited about that either. Okay, George Hill's at 3-6. So, I know, it's not exciting to play George Hill. But the same thing I'll say about the Thunder guys. Like, they don't have a ton of guys that can score the ball. And George Hill is still a decent player. Good matchup. Assume we probably get 25 minutes from him at least. I think he is definitely in play for value at 3.6K. So, I'm pretty high on the Thunder guys. I just think they're they're a little bit underpriced. Um, all right, let's move on to point guard. So, point guard, talked about Harden. Luka at the moment is my favorite spend up. I just think the matchup's great here against Phoenix. No Porzingis. He has absolutely enormous upside. So love Luca. I think he's the safest spend up on the board right now. Um, he's probably going to be one of the most popular plays at the top, but really, really do like Luca. Trey Young at 9-4. Um, the upside's there with him. It is. Now the floor at, at times can be somewhat low. Like if his shot is not falling, we've seen some some floor games from Trey Young. Also, at times he's pretty prone to turnovers, right? If you're just looking at recent games from last year, seven, five, six, six. So does have it's an up and down nature for Trey Young. So I think more suited for GPPs. But like I said, this Atlanta Chicago game I think definitely can um, shoot out here. Other options at point guard. So yeah, John Morant, eight four. He, he's He's going to have a breakout year. I know he had a good rookie year. He really turned on the bubble, on the bubble, but this guy has been looking phenomenal so far in the preseason, just demanding all the usage in the offense. Got no triple J. It's going through Ja. It's going through through JV. And I think we probably, you know, Ja last year at the start, it was frustrating because he was only playing like 25 minutes or so. I assume we probably get about 35 from Ja Morant in this matchup. I think he goes a little bit overlooked, but the upside is there with him. Oh, yeah, Jamal Murray, that seems twice about right. Again, Denver, everyone healthy. I'm not overly excited about anyone on the Denver side. So SGA's at 7.5. Would have wished he was a little bit cheaper. But um, like I said, someone's got to score the ball for this Oklahoma City team. That's where the offense is coming from. It's SGA, it's Horford, Baisley. You know, George Hill is a value play. So I have interest in all four of those guys. Um, you know, SGA is the most expensive, but he's a guy that, again, the offense is going to run through him for sure. So do like SGA. And then John Wall, mentioned him. I just think this is way too cheap. 7.4k for John Wall. He's one of my favorite plays in this range, in the mid-range. Um, you know, I expect 30 plus minutes from him. He, he's looked great so far in the preseason, and uh, yeah, the difference should not be $3,000 with him and James Harden. So I do like John Wall, and I like him a lot here at 7.4k. I think that is way too cheap. Other options, yeah. So Kyle Lowry's the seven one. They said they might limit him a bit. So for me, I would rather take the discount of Fred VanVleet personally. Um, talked about Kobe White, really like him there in the mid range. Again, Charlotte guys, they're they're going to be a little bit more balanced team, but I think you can get to one of them or like Graham or Rozier or Hayward, whoever you prefer. Brogdon six two does seem a little bit too cheap too. Like it, it's him and it, it's Sabonis that would be the most consistent pieces in this offense. Brogdon's a guy that can stuff this stat sheet. Once Sabonis was out uh, in the bubble, Brogdon had some massive games. Like he has this type of upside six point two k. I think that is underpriced. So I do like Brogdon. I do like Sabonis. They're two of my favorite plays um, kind of in the mid-range. 
Now, D. Rose is going to come off the bench. What are we going to get minutes-wise from him? Well, they said similar minutes. I think, you know, 25 to 30 from D. Rose can definitely get it done. Um, I think he does go a little bit overlooked, but this Detroit Pistons team doesn't have a ton of talent. So when D. Rose is going to, when he's going to play, he's going to be aggressive on the offensive end. Matchup's good. I kind of like D. Rose as a, as a GPP play here at 5.8K. I also like DeJounte Murray at 5.6. So no Derek White. Um, he's going to run the point, and he should play over 30 minutes. This guy has upside. He's a guy that can stuff the stat sheet too. I think he is is a really nice play in the mid-range. I don't know if he's going to be super popular, but I do like him a good amount. Other options, yeah, so the Miami-Orlando game, it's just both teams are pretty solid on the defensive side, so I'm not, like, super, super excited about anyone in that one. Other options here, like, DeLon Wright's at 4-1, but how many minutes is he going to get? Like, I think he's going to start. We'll start shooting guard. You know, that was in the preseason. I think he starts... You can give a look to him for value again uh, a couple years ago for memphis like he had he looked good when when they were pretty thin last year for dallas wasn't great playing alongside guys like luca and like porzingis but like i said detroit is a team that doesn't have a ton of talent um and that's probably it for me like jeff teague they said they might bring him off the bench even with kemba not there 4k i think he's fine but boston's is a team that they usually run a deep rotation so I don't think I really get to any of those Boston guys, to be honest. And I think that's really it, guys. So um, that's going to do it for the video today. If you have been enjoying the content so far, I'd really appreciate it. Leave a like button on the video, subscribe to the channel if you haven't already, and hit the notification bell so you don't want to upload videos you don't want to go live. I'm going to try to do a free live stream as well, guys. I will let you guys know on Twitter when I will be going live. Uh, but thanks again. I hope you guys have a great night, and I will see you all tomorrow.